At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trana. Thanks so much for listening. Very, very fun episode for me this week. Keith Hernandez, who calls Mets games locally on New York here on SNY, is the guest. And, uh, if you want to skip the first 20 minutes, 25 minutes of baseball talk and get right to the Seinfeld stuff, I don't have a problem if you do that because uh, Keith had some phenomenal stories from his two epis- his one hour long uh, Seinfeld episode where uh, he gave the great um, Keith Hernandez line. He talks about how that line came about and shares about three or four really great stories um, about Seinfeld and also... Um, Drops a bombshell. I'll do a little spoiler right here. He's not really seen many Seinfelds. So very interesting by uh, by Keith since he had the best cameo on that show. Uh, before we get to Keith, I just want to tell you that we've had some great episodes over the last several weeks with some great guests. Kyle Brandt from NFL Network was on last week. Two weeks ago, John O'Ran from Sports Business Journal went through some sports media news. Jeff Van Gundy three weeks ago, Joe Buck, four weeks ago. So if you've missed any of those, you can go into the SI Media podcast archives and listen to them. And if you can subscribe to the podcast, that would help tremendously. And reading and reviewing really does help too, but really just subscribe is all I'll beg for right now. All right. Keith Hernandez on baseball, Fernando Tatis, Unwritten Rules, and then we get into Seinfeld right now on the SI Media podcast. All right. Joining me now, excited for this one. I'm a fan of his broadcasting and, of course, is a diehard Seinfeld guy. We'll get into that at some point. And all New Yorkers are fans of this guy, Keith Hernandez. Keith, how's it going? I'm good, thank you. A little rainy day, a little chilly, but um, I've got the next two days off so I can recharge my batteries. After watching that uh, four-hour game, the first game against the Marlins, that, was, uh, that, took, that, that took out all the energy I, ever, I, I had in my body. I, I need 48 hours. I think one of the things that fans love about you is that you're not afraid to complain about your job, which 
you know, when you're around something like sports, you know, I write about sports, you talk about sports, you know, people never want to hear us ever complain about our jobs. But if you're a human being and you have a boss, I think you automatically can are allowed to complain about, you know, if you're not your own boss, you can complain about your job. So I love that sometimes we get the feeling that, you know, you may be rather, you know, at a restaurant at, you know, nine o'clock at night than at City Field watching a long, boring Mets game. Well, I, I, um, I don't complain about my job. I complain about <laughs> the state of the game. Okay, what I have to watch sometimes. Right. Uh, that, 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 that gets a little tiresome. But otherwise, uh, it's okay. I'm, I'm good. I have no complaints. What would you say, in your opinion, biggest problem with the game right now? If you, you said the state of the game. Well, is this is unusual right now. Uh, with the, the, this COVID season, right. it's a tryout camp. And you've got expanded rosters. There's AAA players out there. It's, it's not a major league product. Uh, there's a, it's very diluted. But it's not the fault of, of baseball overexpanding like they have in the past. Uh, it has to do with the pandemic. And uh, it's good that they're getting a season going, and I think they're going to play it. Uh, by hook or crook, they're going to play the season, and I think that's good for the country. I'm happy about that, that there's baseball, even though it's not a top-notch product. Some of the teams and some of the players out there aren't major leaguers, but we can put up with that under these uh, extraordinary circumstances. Yeah. So, but obviously the length of the <clears throat> games uh, are uh, – are too much, uh, but there's a lot of people that don't mind it. I'm just one that doesn't. Right. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know the just just the whole new mindset. Um, there's a lot of three two counts, <clears throat> a lot of walks, a lot of strikeouts. I think baseball got carried away and fell in love with the guy that can throw 100 miles an hour. Doesn't know where it's going. Doesn't know how to pitch. And they now they're rediscovering that someone can throw 88 miles an hour, 90 miles an hour, and turn it over here, put a little extra there, take a little off here, and pop the inside there and get you out. And also pitching the contact. And it speeds up the game as opposed to a game with, you know, nine innings with two sides striking out 19 times total, uh, eight walks, how many three-two counts, let alone don't, we don't even count the foul balls, the foul tips, the, the people stay in the count, that to me is the main culprit of the game. Uh, and I don't want to sound like an, an old an old timer, but I think when hit pitchers, this is my experience, so I know, and, I can, and I'm seeing it in today's game, and this is the radical change. And it's been, it's quoted in the paper, it's coming out of the players' mouths and coaches' mouths, is uh, in our day, if you were 0-2, they would. you're in a hole. I and mean, you're still in a hole. You're 0-2 today. Uh, pitchers would, okay, maybe waste a pitch, maybe a purpose pitch, and they they come after you. They've got you behind the eight ball. I always felt that if I had an 0-2 count, and I got that count to 2-2, two and two, I evened out that at bat, particularly with runners in scoring position. If I got it to 3-2, I thought I'd turn the tables on the pitcher. So – Pitchers today say they're two and zero. I didn't want to give in to the guy, so I it's, they throw secondary pitches, which the league now is a breaking ball league. I think analytics, which is a lot of good things in analytics, but analytics says that you know 
you breaking balls and change-ups, hitters hit 220, 210 against them, so we're going to do that. Okay, what kind of breaking ball are you talking about? Can you throw that breaking ball with runners on first and second in the ninth inning or the eighth inning with the game on the line? Only the great ones can. They can still be done, and it is done today. Um, but even in my day, it was the Tom Seavers, the Steve Carlton's, the Don Sutton's. They're all in the Hall of Fame, but there was a lot of pitchers. That you're at, that they couldn't do it. They would get you, throw you a get you over breaking ball or a mediocre breaking ball, and major league hitters are going to feast on that. So that is an attitude that changes. So I see uh, there's more teams, there's more pitchers. You know, in our day we had ten man staffs. Now they have twelve. But this year, of course, COVID. We're not counting COVID with. Yeah. You know, if we just discard that. Yeah. So there's a lot of diluted. Not everybody has a great bullpen. Most don't. Right. And people come in and fall behind, and there's real no purpose to their pitching, and I see it, and um, it kind of drives me crazy. And it's also the use of the bullpen. I, I know early on in the pandemic when um, MLB Network or ESPN, whoever it was, were, they were showing older games when there was no programming, and I, I caught an old Yankee game. Maybe it wasn't even on Yes. and um where Goose Gossage pitched like three. He was the closer, and he pitched like three innings to get a save. Oh, yeah. I mean, now, it, you know, even with the three batter minimum, it, it managers just the amount of time, the time wasted on just the pitching changes alone is, is pretty uh, wild compared to back in the day. Well, it's just they're all managing by analytics. So you have yeah. a matchup, and you have all the data printed out. I mean, Whitey Herzog had that for me and Davey Johnson. Whitey was the first manager I ever saw that would look at statistics. And, you know, they're much more sophisticated today. There's much more uh, information to be harvested, and it is useful. But sometimes you got to go by your gut. I mean, I remember one time we were flying to uh, Houston, and we had a night game, uh, and we're in the middle of the night flying to Houston, which is a four-hour flight from New York. And Davey called me up in, um, into the first class where he was sitting, and he said, I'm going to give you a rest tomorrow. And I said, why? He said, well, Ryan's pitching. And I go, okay. He goes, well, look. Well, my career at that point was probably around 10, 12 years, 12 years in. I'd hit under, uh, under uh, 200 against Ryan. And I said, no, 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 no. I walk a lot, and I've hurt Ryan. I've, I've, he's, he's a tough pitcher, but I don't mind facing him. I mean, you want to give me a day off, give me a day off against Nepper. And this is no slight to Ryan. Right. So Davey said to me, okay, I'll play you tomorrow. And lo and behold, I hit a three-run home run off of Ryan in the seventh inning that beat him. What did Davey? What did Davey say to you? Oh, I just came to dugout and said, this, 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 "You can stick your statistics." And he laughed. Yeah. You know, but Dave is a guy that played with his gut. I mean, the the playoff game in uh, Game Six in Houston when we're down three nothing with Nepper throwing a three hit shutout, and he had a, we had a great bench. We had yeah. right handers on the bench, and he pinch hit Lenny Dykstra to lead off the the, game, the inning. And I remember in the dugout going, "What the hell's he doing?" And because Lenny hadn't become an accomplished hitter off left handers at that point in his career, I think '86 was his first year. So what does Lenny do? He leads off with a triple. That wouldn't happen today or right. get manager fired. Right, right. Well, how do you feel? You know, here we're here. We're here in New York. I'm a, I'm a Yankee fan. You know, obviously, I, I see what's going on with the Mets. You know, 
I, my perception, at least, is that managers don't really manage. It's the GMs who are managing, who are ma- you know, making the lineups. I, I think that's true here with both managers in New York. I think the managers here in New York, maybe it's different in other places, are here to basically manage the clubhouse and the media. Is, am I wrong on that? Um, you're partially right and, and uh, partially wrong. Uh, there is a group of analytics people that help put the lineup together. And I think the, the manager, they all act in concert. Now, whether the manager has the final say or not, you know, the manager's boss is the general manager. Right. So, uh, but I think the managers in game, they do manage. I do think that they're given a game plan. They try to script a game and you can't script a game. Uh, like last night with Oswald out there, um, they weren't going to let after they weren't going to let him go third time through the order. I thought he was throwing pretty good. Right. He had one runner on with one out in the fifth. You know, you want to get five innings out. Let, let him feel good about himself and finish the inning. You know, and but nope, they were not going to let them see Oswald for the third time because they had made already made their evaluation of Oswald and they felt that he's the type of pitcher third time through the hitters are going to get him. Well, we'll never know. But I thought. It was the best I've ever seen Oswald throw. Right. And Ronnie made that comment in the booth during the game. Let him out there and let him finish the fifth inning and let him feel good about himself instead of having someone come in and and, and clean it up for him. Do you think that's the manager being afraid to leave him in and then getting in trouble with the GM? Because that's what I think. I think he's under orders. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I don't think he's going to get in trouble. Right, right. But I mean, Terry Collins always said that, that Sandy Alderson. Terry sometimes was a you know old school, and he left the pitcher in uh, whether he uh, longer than he was supposed to. Pitch counts back then, uh, and Alderson would come down and just chew him out for leave. Why'd you leave him in for the extra fifteen ten pitches? And right. Terry said he had good stuff. He was strong. Yeah, that's, and, that's a big so, problem. So you know, that's the kind of in meddling that's going on today and uh whether it's for good or bad who knows but yeah. um uh managers do manage in game they just are given a script and um you know it's never yeah. heaven forbid leave a right-hander in to face a left-hander late right you know? exactly right it doesn't matter what they're throwing or what what you know what they've been doing in the, the right. rest of the game uh we, we mentioned the length of the game you know with the uh with the rules this year, with the crazy pandemic that doubleheaders are only seven innings, there were rumblings about, you know, some people would say, let's do this permanently. How would you feel about that if they cut it to seven oh, innings? Oh, uh, seven innings? Not for doubleheaders. Like, I mean, every game. To like, seven innings? Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, this yeah. game's too old. I, I, could live, I could live with two minor, like my minor leagues, two seven-inning games. I can live with that. That's not a big deal to me. Right. Um, but the game's got to go nine. Come on. Yes. they, they got to be nine innings. Yeah. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun, such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. The biggest story in baseball this week was the Fernando Tatis. Right. Unwritten rule. Um, right. Where I know you came out and and um, defended the Rangers and Padres managers and thought Tatis was out of line. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't think he was out of line. Um, the manager gave him the take sign. The manager was miffed at Tatis for not... Tatis knew we had to look down there. We know oh, we, we played this game. He's from a baseball family. And, um, you know, I had a chance on Twitter, in the wonderful world of Twitter. Yeah. Everybody's been all over me, and I had to answer a few very respectfully. But, you know, thinking about it, and Gary made a good point last night, and so did Ron, uh, when they disagreed with me, was that really, what is the threshold? And, if, you know, I didn't know what happened. I don't. So this, I don't read the sport pages. I never have read the sport pages. My, even when I was a kid, I only read the AP stories. You know, Warren Spawn scattered 13 hits over right. nine innings and beat the San Francisco Giants 4-1 to one on his way to his 15th win. And I'd look at the box score. I never read articles. Uh, I find sports writing boring, and particularly, particularly game writing I find very boring. And, you should read my uh, column. It's not boring. Okay, well, I've not read you. I've not read you. Uh, but uh, I love the athletic, but their columns are just like, they're like novellas. It's hard yeah. for me to stay focused. Um, but uh, what was the point we were talking Tatis, about? Tatis. Tatis. Okay, Tatis. You, you said Gary what and Ron the, made a good point. What is the run threshold? Right. Gary and Ron made a good point. Right. And the more I thought about it last night, long before I read Twitter in the morning, I mean, I, I, the only reason why I read Twitter is that I had a, my, my phone blew up with you got you got 500 and something responses on Twitter yes. go take a check Twitter so was 99% pro Tatis yes so yeah. looking back eighth inning seven runs that's not insurmountable so okay if it's 10 nothing nine nothing 12 nothing you got to take okay I personally well, well, here's uh, my but I guess my question as a fan is, you know, 
if there's a threshold, if there's a limit, then why even continue with the rest of the game? I mean, why not just say? Well, that's okay, what Gary said because you got to play the game because everybody's you got to have you got to have right. nine innings. You got it's statistically this right. game's over hundred years old. Right. You gotta you gotta complete the game. And I know no one likes to hear this, especially fans, because fans don't like the fact that the players make so much money. But let's say you know Tatis, and I'm not saying this is what's going through his head at the moment. But let's say he takes the three zero pitch to strike. Let's say you know the next pitch he grounds out into a double play or whatever. I mean, you know, if players have incentives, he just lost four RBIs and a home run right there, and he, instead he's hitting into a double play. I mean, if you're going to put incentives, I think, into players' contracts, it's hard to tell them then not to play the game. Well, also too, you got to think about your your teammate who got thrown out the next time up, the guy behind him. Well, that's because the pitcher's a jerk, not because of the teammate. No, the, everybody got pissed <laughs> off on the other team because they felt that they, that a line was crossed. Right. Now, my point is, having thought about it, I don't think seven runs is insurmountable. If it's 10 nothing, okay, it's like someone also, I said on the air, you steal a base. With a, a seven-run lead, eight-run lead in the eighth inning and you're stealing bases, that's that's crossing well, the line. And Okay, and my I guess my other counter to that would be, so Tatis there should take on 3-0, and then in the next half inning when the Rangers are up, are they allowed to try and score runs to come back? Oh, because they're down, yeah. They're down. So then, yeah, so. It's just know. when you're up. It, it, you know, it's just, I could give a shit. <laughs> I can yeah. really give a crap. Yeah. Everybody's getting all bent out of shape. I got yeah. an off day, you know. I, uh, <laughs> and I, I haven't thought about this one time except when I looked at some of the Twitter and I answered yeah. this morning, and it's, uh, it's off my mind. You know what? It's yesterday's news. It'll be forgotten. Well, it's just, uh, so my point is this, and I want to make this clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that I'm thinking back over it. Seven runs may not be enough. Okay, it may not be enough, but if it's a ten nothing game, you don't you, you don't do it. Nine nothing, eighth inning, you don't do it. That's that's I, just me. Yeah, I I think I, you know I don't want to speak for Twitter, but as someone who was on Tatis's side in the situation, I think I'm not against him. No, no, I yeah yeah no, I understand what you're saying, and I I think what it, it ends up becoming is the. You know, the Rangers get pissed off. His manager doesn't defend him. And it's like, here you have finally, you know, baseball lacks for stars and, and young players. And this guy is a massive talent. And he's been, I don't know, one of, if not the biggest story of the season. And now everyone's going to take a dump on the guy because he swung when it was 3-0. and And, you know, I think that fueled the backlash. If it's another player, um, I think Twitter would still be pissed off because Twitter is always pissed off. But I don't think the defensive another player would have been as strong. Maybe if it was a, another hugely popular player. But, uh, you know, I think Tatis, especially this year, and he's hitting bombs every night, I think people wanted to, to defend him for that too. Well, I'm, I'm not getting on him. I mean, right. he did not look for a take sign. That's his, that's his only thing he did wrong. Right. Was not look down for a take sign. And you've got to look at your sign. A manager didn't want him to swing. So he right. disobeyed well, the manager, number one. Manager's the boss. Manager was obviously miffed about this, and that's what everybody got the evil eye. Evidently, I didn't see it. And right. well, he uh, says he missed the sign. You don't buy that. Um, I don't know what he said. I haven't read the story. He said he, he uh, missed I, the I sign. I thought Gary said he, he, yeah. he didn't look. Maybe he just that, didn't. Right. I, I don't know. I know I'm I'm third hand. But the the, the, the main thing is, uh, there's there's plenty of stars in the game. 
There's a lot of good players in the game. Tatis is one of them. There's so much more PR today. You've got MLB. What are you talking about? They never promoted the game like they promote it today when right. we played. And, and they had, or when Willie Mays played, when you had Mays and Aaron and Clemente on, this, on the same field. So they are being pr promoted uh, by MLB more than they're, they're promoting their product. Well, yes, I, I, I would say this. I love, I love baseball. I'm a, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. I love the sport. I think they do a lot of dumb things, like the blackouts on Saturdays um, where, you know, if let's say the Mets are playing on Fox. Oh, and, yeah. Or, you know, and you're in another state, you can't Fox watch. Pay, well, Fox pays a lot of money for that. It's right. all about follow the money. Right. Um, you know, they're, they've been better about highlights on Twitter. They used to get Twitter accounts, you know, deleted if they posted a clip from a game. They're, they've been better about it lately. Uh, I, think they, I think they've missed a huge opportunity this year. Um, like we said at the, at the beginning of this, this is not a real year. This is not a regular year. Everything is crazy. You have no fans in the stands. Put mics on every player. And I mean, we've seen so many great things when players are mic'd up. I mean, even with the ejections, um, you know, Strasburg. Did you see Strasburg get ejected? Yes, from, I did. Was against us. Was it? Yes, right, right, exactly. Yeah. And it, right, and he's, you know, you you pick it. They picked it up when he said that was fucking brutal, and he tipped his cap to the to the umpire, and he left. I mean, if we had I, those clips, would be going crazy twenty four seven on Twitter if, if baseball wanted to. As a player, though, would you? Want to be mic'd up? Would you be no. okay? Mike? Okay, yeah. That players don't want to be mic'd up. I, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want to be hindered in what I – you got to be careful what you say. You got kids watching. Um, and I wouldn't want anything to obstruct my concentration on the nine-inning game. So I wouldn't do it. What about can we get it to like one player per game is mic'd up? You think they can Oh, I don't care. They can do whatever right. the hell they want. No, but I'm saying in terms of get you know, you want players to agree to this. You don't want to piss players. You know, you don't want to say to a player oh. today, like you have to be mic'd up. Well, uh, they don't have to do it unless they want to. I mean, Rolando right. wants to be mic'd up. Right. right. Are, I can live with that. It's fine. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't. Right. I don't like it. Right. Uh, but it has entertainment value. I, I appreciate that. So yeah. I I haven't got an issue with it. It, it. The world's changing, you know. The world, world. I'm 68 years old. You know, it, it's a, it's a new world now. It's a it's a whole new younger generation. Yeah, I think fans just want as much inside stuff as they can get. So that's why I'm a I'm big, I'm a big you know. There was a video. I don't know if you saw it. There was a video that went I mean crazy viral two or three years ago. But it was an older video of Terry Collins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After Syndergaard got thrown at me, and it, yeah. and we got that expression that I had never heard before about your asses in the jackpot. Fans ate that video up more than anything I've seen from Major yes. League Baseball in the last few years. So that's why I'm a, I, to me, if baseball wants to promote the game, give us more of everyone mic'd up. That's sort of my my. Uh, I don't have an issue with that. Yeah. Um. So let's get. I want to get into these unwritten rules because this is also a big thing now. Um. Tell me this, because, you know, the Tatis thing is sort of like it's an unwritten rule. If you're up that many runs, 3-0, you take the pitch. When, is, it, is, there a ch is there any chance, especially because you said things are so different now. So here we are. Tatis is so young. Is there a chance that some players just don't know the unwritten rules? Or does everyone, if, if you're in the major leagues, you know them? What? I don't know. It's a good question. I, I don't think players today, we're in an information age where I can look up Tris Speaker on baseball reference, it's at my fingertips and within 
as long as it takes me to type Chris Speaker, I can get his entire, I can get game by game. Yeah. Box scores. It's, it's mm. incredible. And a lot of players don't, are not knowledgeable on baseball history. A lot of players don't know who the hell I am. That's fine. <laughs> but, you know, I grew up with, you know, it's more of verbal lore. I mean, my dad's generation in the Depression, there was no television. Mm -hmm. They had to listen on the radio. It was Babe Ruth. Well, my dad grew up in San Francisco. Babe Ruth way over in New York. Lou Gehrig. But that adds to the myth, you know, of baseball. And I think with the information age we're in now, you can watch every game. That's what I think it's hurting the stardom of the game. It's become, it's it, it's it, it's too much out there. It's too easy. You can watch. I mean, I got the MLB package. Right. I can watch any game I want. I don't. Mm -hmm. right. But I I can watch any game. Anybody that wants that can, and you can watch if you're a hometown fan. You can watch the Yankees every night. I only got to watch uh, you know the Giants when they played uh, the three game series three times in Dodger Stadium when I was a kid. Right. And then my, then uh, Saturday. Uh, uh, game of the week. Right. So uh, I think it's, I think overexposure is a good thing, but it has its downside. I think mm -hmm. that you've lost kind of the, uh, oh gosh, I, 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 I can't think of the right word, but, but I think that's why it's become too familiar and it's hurt the stardom of, of the game, the great players in today's game. And there are a lot of right. wonderful players in today's mm -hmm. game. Yeah. You know, I, well, I think it's hurt. I mean, Mike Trout. We don't hear about Mike Trout out here. I mean, never, never. And he's the best player on the, on the planet. Right, right. And, you know, he's like today's Willie Mays. And you don't hear anything about him out here. Yeah. I, I, so maybe so, it's overexposure. Right. I mean, that. well, I wanted to get into sort of the unwritten rules and, you know, the players today, you know, they just might not care about the unwritten rules. It's a totally different generation. May not. Yeah. May not. May I mean, not. How did it become where, you know, if you hit a home run and you flip the bat, that's sort of a crime. <laughs> like when did that just, when did like, you know, is it, is it, is it all remember. about, like, is it all about like, just all the other I know is when I, when you hit a home run, you got your ass around the bases. You never showed up a pitcher, but they don't throw it anybody anymore. Uh, and is that a good thing? I never, I never liked headhunters. But is I it showing up a pitcher or is it just having a little fun? Oh, I think it's a whole – in, in my generation, it would be showing up a pitcher. Be asking for, it would be asking for trouble. Today, I don't it's think having, so. Today, it's having fun. Today, well, like, it's – But your generation – Also, their ESPN moment, too. Yeah. Okay, but your generation had some – I mean, nobody flipped a bat like Ricky Henderson. Ricky was one of the ones that began it. Yes. And nobody yeah, threw – it didn't seem like people threw it. Reggie, Reggie, that started right. that stuff. Yeah. Uh, back in the seventies, right, it, and uh, it's it's progressed. There was no ESPN. Right. I remember ESPN would go to the ball. I was in New York playing for the Mets in the eighties, and they had uh, Australian football on in the afternoon while you're having lunch. There was no hmm. there was no programming on ESPN. Do you think another thing that's changed? I know this. I feel like this is true of other sports. I don't know about baseball. You could really shed light on it for me. I feel like it, back in your day. It, it, that other the teams didn't sort of they weren't all friends and all hang out and all like now the players today I mean especially in other sports you know you see it in the NBA LeBron James is friends with Dwayne Wade Chris Paul this so in baseball I think some guy hits a home run throws the bat fifty feet I I don't think he's trying to show up a pitcher I think he's just having fun celebrating and I don't think the pitcher necessarily 
is mad, I think it's sort of like he's supposed to be mad because it's so ridiculous. Who's getting mad about a stupid bat flip? I mean, it's really, you got to have bigger problems to worry about. Um, <laughs> well, it's just acceptable now. That's yeah. all there is to it. It's, it's, we've just advanced to the point where in my day you didn't do it. And mm. now it just gradually, gradually chipped away. And, you know, I see it now and I sit there and I'll just go, okay. And nothing <laughs> happens. And I'd always was just say, well, gosh, we did that to this guy. Next time up, you get one in your ribs. But you know. yeah, I just, I don't, I guess I just, I, I don't understand that logic. I just don't get it. Well, you, you hit a home run and throw a bat, so someone should throw a baseball at your ass. I don't get that logic. Well, <laughs> we don't I'm have that. You, can make so you should be happy. Yeah. You should be happy. We don't have that anymore. <laughs> I would love to hit today. No one's going to throw at me today. No one's going to um, knock. I, I can go five yeah. for what? Go like with Acuna had that great run two years ago. He had eight home runs in a row, whatever. And no one ever threw at him. And I got a lot of flack because someone finally hit him. Right. And well, that he, guess what? He, guess what? He didn't hit a home run the rest of that series. Right. So that, that that was a big thing with the with the Red Sox and Yankees a few years ago. With the, is that the Red Sox were always hitting Yankee batters? The Yankees never re- retaliated. And as a Yankee fan, I just said I don't understand what the point of retaliating is. Is what what's are the Red Sox going to stop throwing at Yankee batters? No, I mean you're just going to keep going and going. It it's not like well, it's the same thing too. I never charged the mound, so right. a pitcher hit me, mm-hmm. and I knew when they hit me on purpose. And it's, when my play, okay, that's part of the game. You know, I'm red hot. They want to send a message. Fine. Uh, but I always said, okay, well, I'm going to get you the rest of the year, and particularly this game. That's how I'm going to get even. I get even with my bat. Right. What, what do you think about pitchers, Joe Kelly, Dodgers, other pitchers are going to do it, throwing at Astros batter after, batters after the cheating scandal? Do you think that's a way they should handle it? Or, and not, we're not talking about headhunting, obviously. Well, no- not everybody. It's not, it's not frequent now, is it? I mean, I haven't been following. I think they're still going to have some – I think they're still going to get plunked here and there. But the, the Joe Kelly thing ended up being a big deal because he threw it yeah. people's heads two times in a row. Basically. Yeah, and I, I never – headhunting is not where it's at. Right. I mean, you can hurt right. someone. Okay. And, really? you know, all the base runners, I know I played with Lou Brock. Lou Brock, he got pissed if they threw at his ankles. And there were some mean pitchers out there that would throw at his knees and ankles. And that's where he made his living. And right. that's the only time I – Lou was the easiest going guy in the world. That's the only time I ever saw him pissed. And it was just a very, very rare time that it happened. But yeah. some little yeah. mean little prick out there would throw at him. And it was always the veteran. Uh, so I, I, those are things I observed as a young kid. I, I want to ask you a couple of broad que- broadcasting questions. And then I, I, I got to ask you about Seinfeld. Um, I, I know you're also, you're doing a, a, a podcast. A, it's called <coughs> Shea Anything. Great, great name there. The old Mets ballpark, Shea Stadium, Shea Anything. Um, clearly, you love to talk about baseball. So I would imagine a, base, a podcast would be perfect for you. Yeah, but I haven't got the time for it. But I do it for the <laughs> – this is uh, part of my SNY gig. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, Doug Williams is a very good moderator, asks great questions. Um, and it's really like a weekly wrap-up right? So of the Mets. So I, I, I don't mind it. But I couldn't do a podcast daily. Right, right. Um, and in terms of the Mets, you know, obviously they had the great season when they went to the World Series against the Royals. But outside of that, you know – the Mets are not – when the Mets are bad, it's not just that they're bad. There's always seems to be anarchy going on with the Mets, you know. Um, and that, not always their fault and not always – you know, who would have thought Matt Harvey, 
Syndergaard, all injured. Uh, who's the third? There was another pitcher in that little class with them. There. Well, Wheeler had Wheeler, Wheeler had, yeah. Wheeler had Tommy John. So, but there's always, it, you know, there's this. There's, I mean, in New York, I'm a Yankee fan, so it, it's not in, you know, it's not something I deal with constantly. But I, you can feel the hatred Mets fans has for the Wilpons. They're trying to be sold. Does that ever weigh you down when you're trying to be a broadcaster, or are you just like, I go there, I call the game, I leave, and that's it? I go there and call the game. I don't get involved. What's going on in the periphery? Right. Um, I focus on bring, doing the best broadcasts and being, bringing the best knowledge of, of my baseball experience into the front rooms of the people that are watching. And I, um, it's frustrating. The Mets have had a very checkered past. There's no question. The Yankees always seem to find a way to win. I mean, for what the Yankees did as far as after that Jeter era, where they had that great run, and everybody got old at once. And I said, this is going to take them five, maybe ten years. They didn't skip a beat. And that's a credit to the organization. And Helps you could spend a lot of money. Well, but they have, they get a lot of people coming up with talent. They're, 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 yeah. they're, they're, they're doing, they do a good job. They got yeah, the, good the Glaber Torres trade was great for them. You so, know. Um, but, uh, you know, so when the Nets win, it's great. Right, you know, and um, you know, we'll see. Uh, I, I happen to like this team right now. I think mm -hmm. we're going to win the division. To be honest with you, mm -hmm. I think Atlanta's banged up big time. Right, I'm not a Philly fan. I'm not. I'm not. I, I've never been a fan of that team. But the talent that's there, uh, Washington is never going to replace third Berendon. Uh, although that Soto is some kind of hitter. My yeah. God. He yeah. might be the best hitter I've seen come down the pike in a long time. I wow. mean, he this kid is just phenomenal as a hitter, and uh, it just amazes me. They're so young to be able to do what he's doing. Yeah, but I don't think that they're there. They're getting older, and I think this team is ready to win. And if we can just get our pitchers healthy. Yeah, but you know the Braves, <laughs> the Braves are banged up. They got their key players hurt. It's a sixty-game run here. Yeah, and a lot of teams are going to make the playoffs, so that that helps yep. everybody too. Uh, do you think um, Arod would be a good owner for the Mets? I don't think he'd be a bad owner. I think that he would uh, would. I think he'd probably with J Lo would probably bring more of a celebrity element to City Field. I mean, what the Dodgers did when they were bought out by Hollywood, and just Dodgers were very traditional. You know the organ music classic baseball you're in a cathedral now they got a comedy act out there before the game the music's blasting loud it's completely changed i think that's what's going to happen with uh, if, if a rod's group takes over and if it's as long as it's uh, the team wins it's all that matters yeah it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how how involved he gets in terms of you know personnel and stuff oh like i so. think i think he'll get involved yeah i think he'll be deeply involved Interesting. Um, can you ever do an interview without someone asking you about the Seinfeld appearance? It happens once in a while. <laughs> what do you got for me? I mean, I'm just a dot. Well, here's the, I feel like, listen, you've talked about, obviously, I mean, you had the all-time cameo on that show and, you know, you've talked about it a billion times. Is there anything about that, those two episodes you did? It was a two-parter from... Um, no, it was the one episode, it was an hour, it was then on an sweeps, they show it in two now. Is there anything we don't know about that appearance? Is there anything, any nugget you've never shared? Anything from being on Seinfeld that um, 
you know, we we would need to know? Uh, well, the one scene, Wayne was great. Newman, uh, yeah. Newman. So yeah. uh, he's a huge baseball fan. And uh, I mean, and a historian, too. Uh, I was surprised. When he did the scene in the uh, Jerry's apartment, where he got all worked up and riled up and I was standing when he walked out the door, the front door, I was, it's, it's just a prop, I mean, mm. you know, and I was standing behind there and, uh, kind of looking through a little crack. And, um, when he came through the door and making his exit, I'm just right there. He opened the door and there I was. And he was practically, uh, frothing at the mouth cause he was playing that, and I a frenzied uh, a scene, which I thought was great. And he looked at me and laughed. Yeah. And uh, when you read that script, did you know this is this is a pretty great episode? No, what did I know oh. about that? Okay. Yeah, no. um, I, go ahead. I just knew I had a lot of lines, and I better learn them. Did um, what? Do you have any kind of relationship with Jerry now? Jerry's out here, and I, I know in East Hampton, but he's got his family. He's got his own life. Yeah. I, I very rarely see him, even when he's at the ballpark. Well, we always like to get him in the booth once a year, and right. Uh, right. it's always fun when we have him for yeah. a couple innings. We have a blast. Let him call the game, and we talk. So, But yeah. that's – I don't see him otherwise, no. And what, so did you – I would assume you had to have some good interaction with Larry David, who was the producer. Larry was very involved in that. Um, the one thing that sticks out to me, I was very nervous. I'd never acted before. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'd never taken a lesson. I never crossed my mind. This is what falls in my lap. The very first, my very first experience. I'm a guest star on an hour show that they're going to use on sweeps. Right. So, um, the one scene when I said I'm Keith Hernandez in the, in the, in the car, they had, convertible or car they had a camera on the hood they had two cameras stuck on the side of the car and they had a camera in the trunk so they can shoot different angles and they had a boom over our head mike right and so <clears throat> it came down to the scene where i'm supposed to say i'm keith Rance, and i said well larry how would you want me to say this? And he was way, it was over by the, uh, with the camera, looking in the camera where the right. director was. And, and he looked at me and he, and I said, how do you want me to say it? And he, and I said, I, I said, you do my line right now, how you want me to do it. And you have that mic ready and I'll just mimic you. And as soon as you're done, I'll skip a beat and I'll say it just like you said it. So it was Larry that said that I'm Keith Hernandez. And I took, I skipped the beat and I said it. And Larry said, no, no more takes. Perfect. So that's how that happened. That oh, that's was the, great. Yeah. Cause I that didn't know, great. I was a little shy. Yeah. <clears throat> Not yeah. an actor. Right. So I, you know, I got to act like a big, you know, yeah. It was just a great, it was a great concept that whole, that whole episode. Seinfeld wasn't Seinfeld when you were on the show. It sort of became, you know, the cultural phenomenon I think shortly after, you know, seasons three, four, five, especially. Larry said that the first year the show didn't take off. Right. Even Jerry told me this. They knew coming in that they had a good script. And it was, and they had, they wrote the extra scene 
uh, subplot, which was George collecting unemployment and then dating the unemployment woman's uh, daughter. Right. Yeah. Um, they had that scene written. That was the extra scene. And that would have made it the hour. So it was all they didn't tell me. They told me after it was over that it was all on how I stood up. Oh, wow. If I was terrible, they were only going to use it for a half hour. And wow. sometimes until the season. Yeah. But they, Larry said that, uh, I would, that you were the best guest star we ever had. And yeah. it, 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 he said, our show, we felt, he said, I felt that after that sweeps week, that the show took off after that episode. Yeah. That that episode has I know I've seen you know I I've watched every episode a million times. The hardest I've ever laughed at any Seinfeld scene was in that ep the last scene of that episode when George comes running out of the bathroom with his pants at his ankles screaming, "Save Vandalay Industries! Save right. Vandalay Industries!" I I don't know what it is. I'll never forget the first time I saw that scene and I could not stop laughing at that scene there were so many good things in that uh michael richards was uh pretty much all the characters were basically what you saw on the screen but when they said lights camera action they elevate their their personality mm -hmm. so michael richards is really a little spacey yeah and he didn't know anything about baseball and he right. followed me around uh quite a bit when he wasn't on the set it wasn't his um his scenes to do when he had time and he just asked me questions about baseball in my life and not questions about the game, questions about my life off the field, what was it like? And so he was very coming from a different plane. And yeah, it was, so it was, it was a, one of the great experiences of my life. When was the last time you watched that episode? Oh, I have, I can't even tell you. I oh, get really? so embarrassed. I've only watched it maybe once or twice, really? two or three, two or three times. I get, I get embarrassed. And, but have you seen? Have you watched? Have you watched all the Seinfelds? Like no, I hardly have maybe seen a handful. This is a bombshell. Only a handful. Yeah, I'm not a. T I wasn't a TV watcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we get you to watch Seinfeld? It's the greatest show of all oh, time. You are on the greatest the whole, show. I have the whole. I mean, they they sent me the whole damn thing. So you've I only seen a handful of episodes. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. All right, well, I this is great. I the Seinfeld stuff is just. I mean, that's. It's such a great episode. You did a great job on it. So I had a, and I'm a diehard fan, so I had to, I had to bring that up. So um, I appreciate you coming on and uh, enjoy the rest of the season here and uh, enjoy your two days off. And uh, hopefully the Mets give you some excitement this year. I think they will. And uh, it has been a pleasure to be on with you. I'm glad actually to be able to talk about these Tatis thing uh, yeah. more, more in detail. Yeah. Uh, I've had you know 24 hours to think about it. And, well, know. I have to say, you know, it's it's not just baseball. It's it's life. No one anymore ever seems to say, you know, I thought about it and I sort of changed my mind on it. And I think when people do say that sometimes, because you see it in politics, you know, sometimes someone may believe in, you know, let's do this kind of tax cut. No, let's, do it. you know, people can change their minds. It's not it's not a bad thing. It's it's we need more of it. I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I well, mean, we were on the air. I know when when Gary brought it up, and I, we knew we were gonna. We went to commercial break. We knew we were gonna come out and talk about it, and talk about it on the air. Now I didn't realize that Gary was gonna offer a counterpoint, so I was caught off guard. Right, and I didn't really give it much thought. And you know, like I said, I drove home last night. I got an hour and a half drive home. What do you listen to? What do you listen to in the car on the way home? I bet you listen to something interesting. 
I listen to John Batchelor on uh, WABC. Okay. John, the John Batchelor show. I think mm -hmm. that show is, it saves me going I, home. It's wide ranging. It's politics. It's history. It's book reviews. It's current events. It's just, he's just a, fa it's a fabulous show. Yeah. So, you, <clears> so that's, you were listening that's to that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was gonna say, if you're listening to FAN, it's everyone calling in to defend Tatis. No way. No, I never listened to FAN. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> Only when I'm in the car and there's a game on. Yeah. So but that's so that now it's seven ten. So yeah. Right. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Keith. Thanks a lot for coming on and. Uh, okay. Hopefully Is this we'll taped or we live. We're taped. Well, it'll come out in a little while. Okay. Great. Yeah. I'm Thanks glad to help. I appreciate anytime, it. Anytime you want me back, just call call Ellie. All right. Absolutely, we'll It'll do. It'll be my pleasure. As the season unfolds, you want me back on? I'm here. Absolutely, especially you know if the Mets get a nice run, you know. Um, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Appreciate okay. it. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Take okay. care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. My thanks to Keith Hernandez. Really love the Seinfeld stuff there at the end. I cannot believe he has only watched a handful of Seinfeld episodes. That one took me aback and has not watched his episode. That I get. A lot of people don't like to watch themselves, but um, it's crazy. He's part of the greatest sitcom of all time and has only watched a handful of episodes. Um, if you missed any recent episodes of the SI Media Podcast. You can always go into the archives and give a listen. Kyle Brandt from NFL Network was on last week. John Oran from Sports Business Journal on all the latest sports media news was on two weeks ago. Jeff Van Gundy three weeks ago. Joe Buck four weeks ago. All great guests. So if you missed any of those, you can dip into the SI Media Podcast archive. Listen to those. Subscribe to the pod if you're not a subscriber. And um, if you really like it, you can rank and review. All right. That wraps up this episode of the SI Media Podcast. My thanks to Keith Hernandez and my thanks to you for listening. We'll see you next week. Take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.